Do you want to be transported back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I certainly do. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer, bottled with all-natural, uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. And it's not just about that elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. I've said it before, but I love this product. It feels like I am going to a spa every Every night, and it delivers that coveted post-vacation glow like you just returned from a tropical getaway. Right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code DATEABLE at OSEAMalibu.com. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care from OSEA. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DATEABLE at OSEAMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEAMalibu.com and use the code DATEABLE for 10% off. The Dateable Podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Today, I have a guest co-host with me. His name is Rich. He's a former guest who's been on the show, but also just someone who's extremely introspective when it comes to dating. Um, Fortunately, ladies, he's already taken. He just got married, (laughs) Um, but he offers some great insight into dating. And he actually wants to explore a little bit about like relationship coaching, right? That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's great. Good to have you back. So it's very timely to have you here today, Rich, because our guest, oh, it's always (laughs) our guest for today. His name is Ben. He's um, I'll just give you some stats and then I'll tell you exactly why he's here. He's almost 30, so happy early birthday, Ben. (laughs) He's been in San Francisco for a year and a half, originally from, well, not originally, but he moved here from Florida. And the topic today is not having much of a relationship experience and what that means. Ben, I'll let you take it from here because uh, from the very little we know about your relationship background is that you, you say that you don't really have much. What does that mean? It means I've never actually dated, you know, seriously. I went out on dates, you know, mm-hmm. but I've actually never had a real relationship okay. as defined by the standards of today's world, right? And it's not rare, right? Because if you think about it, our priorities are changing. Back in the day, it was like, find your mate, get married, have kids, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, get an education, get mm-hmm. a job, right. get totally. your life together, be an adult, and then be in a relationship. So it really doesn't surprise me that in these major cities, we find people who haven't had much relationship experience because for most of your adulthood, 
your priorities were on work or on your academics. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so when you talk about you haven't had a serious relationship in the traditional sense of the word, mm -hmm. how would you define what a relationship is? Well, in a lot of the ways, and I come from mostly a traditional background. So having a girlfriend, you know, being mostly exclusive, mm -hmm. not dating around, that mm -hmm. type of relationship. So having the boyfriend-girlfriend label. Yes. What's the longest you ever dated someone? That I've dated somebody, it's just been on regular dates. I've actually never dated, dated anybody for a long, long term. What's the longest you've seen someone regularly? A few dates. A few, what's a few? Uh, three or four. And three or four. What was the time span of the dates? A few weeks. Okay. So a few weeks has been, yeah. okay. So a few, three or four dates in the course of a few weeks. Yes. So okay. none of those like middle ground, because there's a lot of people that have they're like mini relationships, you know, it's like mm -hmm. you they carry on for like three, six months, but they're not necessarily boyfriend and girlfriend. So none of mm -hmm. that either. Yeah. Do, do okay. you have any speculation as to why that is or like why you, why you feel like you? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the, the stuff is because I was not ready to okay. actually even date. It okay. was uh, my experience was I was very sheltered. Mm -hmm. So I needed to actually understand myself a little bit better mm -hmm. and going forward kind of determine what are the things I like and not mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. And I had to start with very simple stuff, uh, getting outside my comfort zone, right. even discovering how to dress properly. Yeah. That mm -hmm. was actually okay. a thing that I did not yeah. know how to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it took me, you know, a year or two to actually figure it out, read up on it, how to dress a little bit better, increase my confidence in that regard, and then go from there, you know. Good for you, I because I feel like, you know, dating and relationships, it's not a course that was taught in school. So when people come out of schools and then they go into the workforce, it's like you just jump into dating and nobody teaches you how to do that. People think right. it's just magic. Poof, you find someone you like and then you become in a relationship with them. But what you're discovering is that it's actually a self journey that you have to go through before yeah. you're ready. So the question is, are you ready now for a relationship? I'm still exploring that. Mm. I don't think I'm completely ready. And a lot of it has to do is uh, during college and throughout the rest of my, you know, education years, I really never dated. So I'm missing that part and I'm trying to catch up as quickly as I can in a non-destructive matter, right? Mm -hmm. I want to be very respectful to the people I date. Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste their time mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But it's very difficult to do that in a, you know, in a good manner because people here, for example, are extremely flaky. So if you're honest, you're almost seen as very weak and oh, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, right. At what age did you start dating? Actually, I started seriously dating last year. Oh, okay. so yeah. around 28 yeah. years old. Wow. Okay. okay. So did you ever have like girlfriends in elementary school or? <laughs> I had infatuations, I guess you could call mm -hmm. them. I was uh -huh. obsessed with throughout mm -hmm. the pretty much middle school, <laughs> high school, even college years, obsessed with one or two girls mm -hmm. and no nothing happened. But I just kept going back to it, putting them on a pedestal and going from there. And it's very destructive in that way. And actually, uh, that's the reason why for a lot of these girls now, I try not to cause that pain to them because it was very emotionally painful and draining Got to go through that process. You really like the girl. You try to be the nice guy to do everything for them. But obviously, that's not the way to go. So I had man, to learn you, that the hard what, way. You're, what you're saying is hitting home for me, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. It. So at, at some point after I came to the city, I had to change my ways. Because it was obviously not working. You know, I'll keep putting the girls on the pedestal. They're the best. I will do mm -hmm. anything for them. But after a while, I found out that's not the right way to go about it. I need to learn to, things, to do things better. And uh, yeah, I've been dating pretty much since uh, end of last year. And trying to learn what I like, what I don't like. And okay. just trying to, to meet uh, 
yeah, a person that we're compatible with. So you're pretty new in this. Very new. What is it like? Well, first of all, I want to ask you, what does having a girlfriend mean to you? Mm -hmm. Mostly a person that supports me and I support them back. So through hard times, you know, and, you know, the good times and the bad, bad times, as they say, I don't want somebody that, uh, you know, they're completely dependent on me or I'm completely dependent on them. It would be nice if we're both independent, but we share similar values mm -hmm. and we go about it, you know, each way we have a difficult moment. We talk about it. We're open. Uh, that's important to me, at least. And have you met anybody in the last year that you wanted to take that next step with? Yes, but I think I was scared because I don't have enough of that experience to actually know what is mm -hmm. that. When I find that person, how do I know? Because I have so little experience. Mm. When I meet that person, I might say, well, maybe it's me or something else, but uh, I'm not up to that point yet. You second guess yeah. a lot. My right? gut tells me that because you're about to be 30, a little bit of that is experience. Yes. Mm -hmm. The older you get, the, the more perspective you gain. And the more perspective you gain, the more you overthink things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, definitely. You know? you know what's hard about the situation you're in is that if you were 22 years old and mm -hmm. you're dating, trying to figure out what you like, then it's like forgivable because right. it's like, oh, he's just young right. guy trying right. to figure out what he likes. At almost 30 women will meet you and say, well, at 30, he should be, exactly. he should know what he wants. Right. So he that's should be ready for a relationship. Communicate a lot of ways and a lot of times because I try to make hints of it, but I think it's almost embarrassing for me to admit on the first few dates that I don't have much experience. So be aware, you know, I'll try to do everything I can to make it good, mm -hmm. but I have these faults and mm. I will try to work with you, but I don't really admit it on the first few dates. So you, you, you think it's a hindrance by to, not having this In my mind experience. it is, yes. It's also interesting mm. that you look at it as a flaw. Right, right. right. Um, a lot of people, at least from, you know, around that age, yeah. they would consider that a flaw. So it's kind of reflecting on me as well because they have that expectation, which I'm not meeting. And when they, you know, try to do something more physical, I'm not actually sure how to proceed. Mm. Have you have you ever gotten a job where they thought you were capable of more than what you actually thought you could do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I feel like in a sense yeah. you, here, you kind of want to summon a little bit of that. You know, you don't want to mm. you may not want to let on too much because if you feel like you need the experience, then you should probably be focusing on trying to get yourself to a point where you're more comfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the only way to do that is just to go through with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the more you do that, the more you date around, the more perspective you'll have and the more you'll understand what you want, what your needs are and sort of just how to navigate and those situations. That's the other thing that's fine. But then for a lot of the girls, it might be hurtful to them. Let's say I mm -hmm. date around mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. I just leave because I don't know what I want. But I'll be very hurtful. So I try to make sure that I'm very honest. How do right. I do that? Very then? true. In very. a way that's not damaging to them because this happens all the time, right? Mm -hmm. People flake or ghost mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's very hurtful, right. to be honest. Right. Uh, maybe I'm just in that age category now, but it's still very hurtful. No, you're right. So how do we make it in such a way that it's, a, I guess, a good experience? First and foremost thing you must do is get over this idea that this is a flaw. Yeah. Um, because we know lots of people who got married right out of college. And guess what? That was the first person they dated. And now they're 
in a relationship with them or married right. to them. Those people didn't have any relationship experience either. It's not a flaw. It's actually part of who you are. In fact, it makes you a unicorn in some ways because, you know, some of us are like, oh, wouldn't it be great to meet a guy that hasn't <laughs> dated everyone in the right. city? Well, there you are, Ben, sitting right next to me. <laughs> so first, you have to get over that. This is not a flaw. It's part of who you are. And you're not going to hurt anybody if you communicate your feelings. Are, are you close to your mom? Yeah. Okay. So I think that the test could be, would my parents be proud of what I did? Right. Yeah. Would my parents be okay with what I communicated? Mm-hmm. That's the, like the ultimate test of respect. And as long as you keep the women in the loop about how you're feeling, it shouldn't stop you from pursuing that relationship or seeing where it goes just because you have this sort of insecurity. I would call it an insecurity that you have. So when you say the most dates you've been on with someone, it's like three or four dates. What ultimately happens after those dates? What happened was they wanted to get more physical, but I did not hold, did not, did not know how to proceed. So how how would they show you that they want to get more physical? It was over text. So after the three dates, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess they did not feel it. So they asked, so what's going on? And that's when I revealed. Oh, know, because like you didn't make a move and like kiss them or I, I something suppose, like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean that is that yeah. is something I look Some, for when I'm dating someone. Totally. If I if I don't get a kiss by third date, I'd be you like, think is they're this guy? not interested. Yeah. You yeah. know what that tells me though is that girls like you. Man. Yeah. I mean, th- th- that's th- th- true. Yeah. Th- th- what that means <laughs> is okay. I'm here and I'm ready. This dude's great. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good way to look at it. I mean, so to me, I think at the very least, what you're doing so far seems to be working, right? And it seems like you you might need to work on a little more confidence, right? Mm-hmm. right. Especially handling those situations because it is sort of uncharted territory, right? right. And, you know, in, in, in a sense, it is also stepping outside of your comfort zone. And that's yes. how you learn yep. the most about yourself. And that's how you're mm-hmm. going to grow the most. And I've taken some of the approaches where, let's say, I go on a few dates with mm-hmm. a few women and then I have period of pausing i reflect what i learned uh-huh. and then maybe a few months later i restart mm-hmm. with what i've learned mm-hmm. to be you know to make sure that uh, you know i've i'm pretty much a better data mm-hmm. and i'll be more interesting to to women and, mm-hmm. and so on so mm-hmm. i do have those breaks because it can be very overloading and then i'm not actually uh, spending quality time with those people. It's right. next one, next one, you, next but one. But you're also very systematic about this, mm-hmm. which which shows to me that you've taken your emotions out of the equation. To some extent, yes. You're not going with your heart. You're going with, oh, let's experiment, see what works. Then I self-reflect and then I take a break and then mm-hmm. I do this and I do that. But mm-hmm. I am vulnerable with a lot of the girls that I talk to. It's just not, um, it's on a different level. Okay. Okay. Have you been physical with someone before? Uh, No. Oh, okay. So that's, that's scary, right? To go in for a kiss. I mean, like to... I was terrified. Terrifying. (laughs) Terrifying. What are some, uh, I'm like reflecting back to my very first kiss. I was probably like, I don't know, 11 or something. I don't know. I was a hussy. (laughs) But what was that? Like, what is that? What... What scares you about going in for that kiss? It's uh, what is the actual right moment? Mm-hmm. What do you actually proceed as far as what's the move like? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to say a smooth line and do it like in the movies. <laughs> but... A what? You don't? No, no. <laughs> Your eyes are so I mean, beautiful. I think it's great that you are thinking things through, but mm-hmm. I almost think you might be thinking too much. Too much. Of course. Like, yeah. I think it's like, you got to just go for it. 
and get that experience. Mm-hmm. And even if that experience isn't necessarily a good experience, like what's the worst that can happen is it's awkward. Right. right. right? Yeah. Yes, right. At least you got experience. So I think like if you maybe yes. frame it like that, mm-hmm. it might be a give you that experience. I feel like once you get your first kiss, mm-hmm. you're just going to be unleashed. You're going to be like, <laughs> yes, like I'm Need going. Yes, I'm going along with this. Maybe you should just have a drunken makeout session oh, yeah. with somebody <laughs> at a bar or something. Maybe. Right? Just like get it over totally. with. It, it's funny. I, I definitely want to draw attention to, to the irony of like having a guy who's so thoughtful. Yeah. So caring. Yes. And so, and just, and just like, so, I don't know, just, just. I know. In some (laughs) ways, I feel like you're born in the wrong time. (laughs) uh, This is not the, these times are not the place for you to be appreciated, really. If you were born in the 50s, it'd be a different story. You're a very respectable gentleman. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that chivalry is not dead with you mm-hmm. um but it, but you are here in 20, 2017 in modern times so we need to talk about <laughs> all the ways you can get over these personal yep. mental blocks that you and have even with all that stuff all the women i went out with on dates are actually great women mm-hmm. i'm actually surprised yep. hearing all the other horror stories yeah i've never really had a horror story because wow. you're, ones... you're probably attracting the thoughtful, right people yeah nice even the women. ones that rejected me they did it in a nice way they're like yeah. i had a really good time but that's let's great. say there's nothing no so that's, po- that's experience that's and yeah. that's positive experience, experience. Yeah. i think one thing about experience which i personally think is interesting it's like Obviously, everyone is on their own journey and, like, everyone has different experience that shapes who they are. But I think, like, sometimes it's hard. Like, I think you're – at least what I keep hearing is, like, you're struggling with, like, almost 30, never been in a relationship. But, like, is any – if someone, like, had a relationship in high school or college when they weren't even an adult, is that really, like, that much more of a leg up? It's not. I don't think it really is. So I guess, like, the question, too, it's, like, how important is relationship experience in finding – the one like ultimately what are your thoughts well i think relationship comes in many shapes and sizes you have relationships with your parents that you're close to you have relationships with your friends a lot of that translates into a romantic relationship too it's all about dealing with just another human being that's all it is (laughs) but i think what's happening here is when my mom always says Um, She thinks I'm scared of marriage because I'm afraid of divorce. I think you're scared of relationships because you're afraid of them not working out. And guess what? My mom would say this. Relationships don't work out. Just let it be. You know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But it feels like you want to pursue something further with someone. Let's just remove the label relationship from the table right now. Let's just like, nope, that's not even what we're going to call it. If you want to... If you want to pursue something deeper with someone, you should just do it. You should mm-hmm. go with your gut and say, I, I want to keep seeing you. I want to see you on a more regular basis. That, that doesn't have to be a relationship, but mm-hmm. it's about progressing your interaction with another human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think another, uh, another thing that comes to mind for me is that when you're dating someone, it doesn't need to be sixth gear or neutral. You know, yeah. like you can you can downshift a little and and you and a part of being vulnerable, I think, and being open and honest with them is to say maybe maybe and, I, and you know, this is up to your own discretion uh, in terms of like how open you want to be with them, telling them about your relationship experience, the way you view it. But I don't think it's really relevant. I don't think you need to bring it up. Mm-hmm. But what you could say is, hey, I'm really interested in you. You know, I, you know, I'm I'm a genuine guy. Like I want a relationship. 
but do you think we can, you know, maybe go a little slower for some, or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and try to define what going slower means mm-hmm. because, you know, as we've heard with talking to other people, sometimes going slow can mean like, oh, what's this guy up to? Like, what's right. going on? Why does he want to go so slowly? Is he not ready for a relationship? Right. right. So you he's don't want to give off that impression. But you want to get off, give off the impression that, you know, you mean a lot to me. And, you know, I am the kind of guy that only likes to focus on one person at a time. And right now, that's you. Right. Mm-hmm. But in terms of my comfort level, this is how I would like to progress. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? Yes. And if not, where can we find a middle ground? And that is that is what being in a relationship is like. Exactly. It's having those conversations. Yeah. It's making those compromises. It's finding a middle ground. It's seeing the delta between you and this person and trying to land somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. How early do you tell a girl you're going on a few dates with that you haven't had much relationship experience? I usually, the only one that happened was that third or fourth dates. The other ones usually don't progress past let's so say, you so don't like, so they don't know that you no. do you do you tell them at all i don't think so okay all right so that's good <laughs> I don't think that's needed. Needed. yeah yeah, I, yeah I'm, I just want to make sure you're not like going like hey i'm ben and i haven't been in a relationship before <laughs> right but well, also i think um once that does come up i think you have a little insecurity about what what happens when this come right. does come up because you're thinking this is a red flag for a girl to hear right. that yeah and i would say okay if i didn't know anything about you and i met you and we went on three or four dates and you tell me you're almost 30 and you haven't been in a relationship before, I'd be thinking, well, what's wrong with him? Like, well, what's what's been going on? Mm-hmm. Then you have to have a great story, right? right? And your story is, to be perfectly honest, I it just wasn't a priority in my life for a long time. And now I, I wanted to make it a priority. Mm-hmm. And that's end of story. You don't need to explain. You don't need to over explain it. You don't need to say that you were sheltered or or you put women on a pedestal you don't need to go in any of that end of story mm-hmm. it was not a priority now it is a priority it is something i'm looking for done yep and something that i try to live by is knowing who i am and and knowing that i want to find someone who accepts me for that person mm-hmm. yeah and so in that moment if and when it does come up and she says, tell me about your last relationship or how did that end? And you say, actually, I've never been in one before. Yeah. I mean, so what? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you before. don't make yeah. it a big deal. But... <laughs> yeah. Any further exactly. questions? Like what, you know, like, what are we doing tomorrow? How, or, you know, just move it right along. Mm-hmm. Don't, yeah. don't make it such a big blip on the radar. Just, yes. just bring it up nonchalantly. Say it matter of factly. Answer the question for what it is. And if it's a problem, she'll let you know. And if it's not a problem, then you'll see her again. Well, I remember on season one, we had a matchmaker friend of ours, Courtney, who talked about like a woman client of hers that had never been on a date at 40 Uh ever. And like she just didn't have confidence because of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And she basically made like urged her to think about like friends and family, like what you were saying earlier. So I think like anything you can take about like, how have I been like a great partner to one of those people like that could help boost that confidence up too Mm -hmm. yes definitely um it's all about owning your story and i think rich is so good at owning his story because he was divorced and dated and have to 
not using divorce as sort of an insecurity, but more as an explanation mm -hmm. of who you are. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can talk more about like how you brought up your divorce because I actually see parallels in in this. Mm -hmm. Well, in the beginning, it was something I was ashamed of because mm -hmm. when you're when you're married with someone, a divorce is seen, you know, in, in a lot of cultures as a failure of that marriage. Mm -hmm. And as a person, no one likes to think that they failed. No one likes to, yes. to draw attention to that, right? Yeah. Yes. And so I would just kind of be like, hey, I'm rich. You know, let's, let's get to know each other. Hey. And then it's like... What divorce? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes up. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes up, you know, initially I did feel shame. It was just kind of like... I felt like I wanted to explain it away. Like, hey, but, you know, it wasn't me. Like, it wasn't... Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't... Like, don't... Oh, please don't let that scare you away. I promise you I would work very, very hard to yeah. hold up my end of the relationship because mm -hmm. this is really what I care about. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, I learned a lot from that marriage and you're going to benefit from that. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so I would, I would initially it was, it was this, the shame uh, of not wanting to bring it up. And then after a while I started to realize, you know what, I should, I should own it because yeah. if, because if I'm with someone for nine months, and then she finds out that I was divorced. Oh, that's bad. That's yeah. worse. Because it that feels like you're holding it back. Yeah. Right. right. And it so, shows that you're ashamed of it. Exactly. Right. And so and so then it's like, okay, well, when do I bring it up? But why even why even go down that path? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's who you are. Yeah. Like so when it comes up, it comes up. But it you know, for me, recognizing the sensitivity of being prior bringing a prior marriage and recognizing that some women want to be the first one mm -hmm. in yeah. my life. I thought it was more important to bring up sooner than later because I felt like she deserved to know that, hey, you know, that sacred thing that you're looking for. Yeah. I kind of did it one time before. Like, I'm so, like, you know. But how would you bring it up? What would you actually say to these women? I'm actually divorced. <laughs> just okay. sometimes it would just be as blunt as that. Like, just so you know, um, I just want to bring this up now. Just like I'm, I'm divorced. And mm -hmm. I hope that's not a deal breaker for you because... This is how I feel yeah. about you and blah, 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 blah. And Perfect. just kind of, you know, I would just go into it like that. But I, I think I'm the kind of person that respects people that are blunt, open and honest with me. Mm -hmm. And I like to think that I am understanding and I like to think that I give you the forum to really express yourself without making you feel shame for it. Yeah. And that's what I want in a partner. And so for me, it's also a test. It's like, hey, it is. I'm going to drop this on you <laughs> and how you handle it will tell me if we're going to work or not. <laughs> yep. I remember um, I dated this divorce guy once and our, on our first date, uh -huh. he said, I'm divorced. I loved my wife dearly. We got along really well and we grew apart. And, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't make me want to marry someone any less. I still believe in marriage. And he said mm -hmm. that. So I thought that was like a really positive way of spinning it. Right, yeah. So if you took those words and spun it to your own story, which mm -hmm. is, I've never been in a relationship before. I enjoyed my single life, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. I enjoyed all the other things I put as priority before that. Mm -hmm. But now I'm at a point where I'm ready to, to start a life with someone. Right. That's a really great spin on like, hey, I chose that life before. It's part of who I am. I mm -hmm. had a great time. You, mm -hmm. you can't. You can't be like, oh, I was just like sulky for 30 years, not, you know, wanting a girlfriend so bad. You don't want someone to think that you, you know, cause you weren't like that. I had other priorities. I got my life together mm -hmm. and now I feel yep. so good about where I am in my mm -hmm. life. 
I'm ready to start a life with someone else. I think Rich said something interesting, though, because I think I agree with all of that. But I do think, like, women, when sometimes when they hear someone hasn't been in a relationship, they think they are not committed. Like, they don't want to commit. Yeah. Like, they're not emotionally mature. Like, all of that. That's, like, the bells that go off. Mm-hmm. Opposed to, like, inexperience. So I think, like, if, like, you were saying about how when you brought up being divorced, but then followed it up with how great you were having, like, how great you felt about your current date mm-hmm. like i think like following it up with something that makes you seem like more emotionally connected is yeah. like a good way to balance that yep definitely i want to go back to this physicality factor because i do think it's nerve-wracking have you been on these dates with women where you wanted to kiss them of course okay and what stopped you fear fear of what fear. rejection yeah rejection and then it's also insecurity how do you actually do it you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. How do you actually do it? How yeah, do you actually go in for the kiss, right? <laughs> but I think that goes back to like maybe overthinking it. Uh-huh. Like there's no magic formula for going in for the kiss. You kind of just go in. It's scary though. It is it's scary. It's scary. scary. Yeah. It's like, yeah. do I lean in? Do I grab her face? Do I yeah. say something? Right. Should I punch her? For- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, that's not how you do it. But how how do you go in without making it awkward? So this is this is what I would say to you. I'm not. A, I've never been in a situation where I was like, hmm, how do I lean in for this first kiss with someone? But this is how I would think about it. You're in the driver's seat. Okay, you're driving the date, you're driving the situation. Mm -hmm. So in the moment, don't overthink it. In the moment where you think, wow, I really like to kiss this girl. I really want to do it. Mm -hmm. You just drive that car and you just drive your face into her face. (laughs) Go for it. Go. Step on the gas pedal. Right? I, how yeah. else would you do it? Or maybe get comfortable with, like, physical touch. Like, right. I'm not sure, like, mm. how often if you, like, touch her, like, leg or, like, arm, if she says something funny. Like, maybe mm-hmm. starting there yes. and picking up the vibe on that and just making her more receptive, too. You know what? I, it, this is this is very – this is actually really interesting. So, as a guy who cares so much about how you come across to women and how you treat them mm-hmm. – Going in for the kiss is actually like a clear violation of their space. Right. Right. It's, it's right. I mean, it's it, society kind of shuns on just taking action against women when mm-hmm. you when you feel so inclined, right? Yeah. Right. And that is that's what goes through my mind. That's yeah. what makes it hard for me to just. She's gonna in. slap me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I'm about to go against everything I've ever been taught right. about respecting women. It's and so true. And I kind of think she's expecting me to just. Lean in and do this, but I, I don't. Yeah. You could read the signs, and I don't. But, but what are the signs, and am I reading her correctly? Everyone's yeah, different. Yeah. Like, so can I? Will I be wrong? Like, will she call the cops on me? I, I <laughs> yeah, don't. exactly. And then that's that was the the thought process that I would sort of get into, and then it would just evolve from there. And believe it or not, more often than not, the girls I dated were the aggressors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what you need. Yeah. Maybe alpha woman. Yeah, they were like, "I want you," and and for me, unfortunately, that's the kind of girl that I needed to find. Were the yeah. ones that were like, you know what, this dude, something about him, I'm just gonna, right, I'm just gonna just take it by the reins. <laughs> and for me, I, I I loved it. Like it was it was great. And then once I got to my comfort level, it was just like, oh hey, here yeah, I am. Yeah, right? yeah, like, <laughs> hey, going in I'm for here. that kiss. <laughs> I know. Hello, but, but, but that's honestly, my tongue. It, it, it's it's hard because it feels like a moral 
Like, it is. Yeah, yeah it's conflicting because yeah. you're like, am I disrespecting her <laughs> right, yeah. by going in for the kiss? But you're not because obviously by the feedback you're getting, these women want you to come in for the kiss. And by virtue of you not doing that, it makes them think that you're not interested exactly. or this is not, you know, it's yeah. not a romantic a romantic situation. So I would say what Julie said, you know, like start with the nice little touches here and there on her back, you know, just... A little See bit of reception, flirt, flirtatiousness. Yeah. And yeah. if she doesn't back away, that's a great sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And never do this because I really hate it when guys do this. Maybe Julie has a different opinion. But never ask if you can kiss. I like That's yeah, like the worst. That, right? I really don't like it. I mean, it all comes down to if you like the person or you don't. Yeah. But why don't you like it? Because it, it to me, I need someone to take charge. Mm-hmm. I need someone to just go in for the kiss. Mm-hmm. And by someone being like... Can I have a kiss? Or, you know, I think mm-hmm. now's a good time. I had a guy say, I think now's a good time for a kiss. And I'm like, yeah. That feels calculated. Yeah. I think feels clinical. Yeah. I guess, like, I don't know if I'm necessarily opposed to it. Like, if it was someone that I was, like, into and they were shyer and they asked it and, like, I think it's the tone of how you say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for you, like, you're saying you want you wanted a man that was more aggressive. Yeah. But maybe, like, we were saying you need someone that, like, <laughs> is just going to, like, do that or yeah. doesn't care or wants someone that isn't as aggressive. So it could work. Or you can just think, you know what, now or never. Let's just. Let's, yeah, let's now or never. Happen, right. You know, or, or, you know, so when you get those texts after the fact. When they seem a little disappointed, yeah. hey, why didn't you make a move? How do you genu- generally respond to that? Yeah. I explain whatever I told you guys. I that see. I don't have enough experience. And So have you tried saying something like, oh, I'm so- I actually felt that in the moment too. And I'm so sorry, but I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I was yeah. yeah exactly. You. I don't believe so. That's a good I think that's way to put it. Because it's a good way of not entirely just, not entirely just, um, talking about you know what your insecurities are mm-hmm. but but acknowledging that you feel the same mm-hmm. and you did feel it in the moment she's not off base right, right. she's not crazy it's not her mm-hmm. and that you'll make up for it next time mm-hmm. yeah and then you set up the next date right then yeah, yeah right then that's <laughs> right. actually a great way to set up a date that's a great way i actually did do I did there you go. <laughs> but then the next time you have kid, to. You got to follow through. You can't have a date and not follow through. Yeah. I think you have to think about like, okay, when she, if someone's, you can't always think, go back to your insecurity of not having relationship experience to explain your actions. Because to me, if you didn't kiss me on a date, I want you to kiss me. And you explain it by saying you have no experience. Yeah. I'd be like, what does this guy want that? I'm so confused. <laughs> right. If you explain it like in the way that Rich explained it, I felt it too. I want to go in for the kiss. I'm not letting you go next time. Mm. That's like hot and sexy to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, I want to respect you, your yeah. space. Right. I'm like, girl, we'll never I wasn't say no to that. Sure. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if you'd be receptive. I definitely wanted to kiss you. I'm very attracted to you. Something complimentary. I, we've given you a lot of information. This is a lot to take in. But what are your thoughts? I mean, I'll learn from this experience and try to apply it. I guess that's that's it for me. I just have to get more experienced and break out of that comfort zone and the fear and insecurity. So it's going to be rough. But when it does happen, it's going to be a good feeling. But again, it's just that one hump. It's yeah. just that yeah. one. It's like if you're afraid of heights, you go bungee jumping, boom, done. You're right? Yeah. Just do it. I, also, <laughs> I, just do I, it. I, I think that 
saying that you need more experience is kind of one of those perpetual things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely. because we all always could use more experience mm -hmm. at, at, at anything. And if you don't set clear goals or clear boundaries or clear expectations, then it's something you're sort of giving yourself an out forever. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to move forward in a relationship, you will start to need to be a little more definitive mm -hmm. about something. You need to start setting more boundaries for yourself, maybe be a little more difficult with yourself. But mm -hmm. like you, you really you have experience and maybe maybe like you should frame it that way and try to yeah. think about it that way. Like you do have experience and you have plenty of experience from, yeah. from what I understand. I, I mean, from what I know about women they would inform what you've said like they want to date you right i mean that mm -hmm. that is really all it takes that's all you need is for mm -hmm. someone to like you and you to like them back and then it's relationship time <laughs> yeah well i think also it's like i just don't think it has any indication of how good a partner you will be that yeah. too like i think that's something like mm -hmm. that's the hurdle like it i mean we hear about women that date these guys that are just like all over the place and juggling tons and tons of women and maybe they've had real relationships maybe they've not like how is that person any better suited to be in a relationship with them than someone with no experience it's mm -hmm. debatable that the person with no experience might actually be better so yeah i don't think you should let it be this thing that holds you back again it should definitely not hold you back and in fact it makes you stand out and it makes you different than other people you have not dated all of San Francisco. That's attractive right there. I, I want you to take away from this. I think it's good to hear what we think, but ultimately it's what you want and that in your heart should be driving the situations you're in. Mm -hmm. So on a date, instead of thinking, what's my next step? What should my, I ask next? Next, when should I text? Put all that away and just think, what do I want in this moment? Right. Do I want to spend more time with this with this woman? Do I want to go in for the kiss and just follow your heart? Mm. You just you just have to follow your heart. Or and take I a think few shots. try to turn off your brain if possible. Yeah. Because it's like right. you're overthinking. You just want to be having a conversation. You want to be thinking mm. like, when what do I want out of this conversation? Just have a conversation. Yes. And I think like if you're overthinking, you're not, you're coming off as distracted potentially. Yeah. Yes. And women don't like that. They want someone who is I present. I make sure that I'm very present in the moment. Cell phone's yeah. off. Well, not even know, just nothing. that though. I'm just saying the inner dialogue. Yeah. Exactly. Inner dialogue. Yeah. You need to turn like, that off right. because I can already see you thinking about what's my next question going to be? <laughs> what am I going to do next? <laughs> and I think you, you should also think about like um, on a date, it's, it's a converse, it's a two way street. So instead of thinking, let's just take relationship out of the equation, like once and for all. Don't think about, it's it, uh, am I trying to get into a relationship? Is my lack of relationship hindering my, you know, my ability to get in a relationship? Just take that word out. You're just trying to find someone that you want to spend more time with. That is it. Mm -hmm. That is it, ultimately. Mm -hmm. So stop putting so much pressure on yourself to think, is this like going to be turned into a relationship? Are we going to define this? No, it's just about wanting to spend more time. And it's just two people Agreed. who want to spend more time together. And that 
that frequency becomes more and more and then that's when you get in a relationship it yes. just naturally yes. snowballs into yes. that yes. so don't think about there's a defining moment of being like yes. we're in a relationship this is it it doesn't happen like that correct right? yep okay. it's okay. very it's a very organic process very and uh, some other takeaways i have are just you can't force a relationship to happen it just naturally happens right. but both people have to be you know in that same moment to mm-hmm. want it to happen um, lack of relationships should not impact your confidence at all. It's not lack of relationships. It's just you just have a different relationship background than someone else. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone it. has it's a different, different background. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has a single person has a different background. Yeah. You're, you're no different than someone who has been married right out of college and yeah. recently got divorced and they, they're thrown into modern dating. And they have no it's idea true. anything about apps and all that. Like dates what is that no idea (laughs) you're no different than someone like that your background is what defines who you are today put a positive spin on that we talked about when you explain your your relationship background Mm -hmm. you enjoyed your time you had other priorities you worked on yourself and your life to get it all together and now you're at a point Mm -hmm. a good point in your life that you're ready for something to happen right to share your life so just don't even say relationships. It just gives you um, so much pressure. Any other takeaways? I think that was good. I think just like also maybe the flip side of not necessarily getting into a relationship out of FOMO. Like if yeah. it's the right person, be in a relationship and don't feel like you have to overcompensate because you don't have any relationship experience. Mm-hmm. So it ends up that way. So. Yeah, because it's really a non-factor. It, yeah. shouldn't, it shouldn't even cross your mind, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Don't worry about like stringing people along because yeah. knowing who you are, you're not going to do that. Yeah. It's true. The you fact know, that you're thinking about it this much means that you're not that You're person. not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. You may be, um, you just don't, you're just, we're all just exploring each other and it could come to a, a place where you no longer want to explore with someone. Right. And that's okay. You and they may do that to you it. also. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just the way that dating is. And also just to be a little more concrete about that Mm-hmm. The way I tend to define stringing someone along is knowing that for whatever reason, something about them is mm-hmm. incompatible with what I am looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am still here. Yeah. And that yes. is how I that's define right. it. Yes. There's a difference between that and just figuring it out. Correct. Which it sounds like we're Dating here at. is about figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's so hard because you're constantly having to to explain who you are to the next person and right. get to yeah. know them. And it takes a lot of energy from you. And so that is part of the process, right? But if you have already identified that there's something about her that isn't going to work for you mm-hmm. and you don't tell her that it won't work mm-hmm. and you continue to see her, that's, stringing that's her stringing her yeah. along. That's, that's a really douchey. good point. Like very different perspective. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Okay. Shall we go to question, question of the day? day yeah. Woohoo! Take it away, Julie. So we have a question from Lisa. I met this guy that seems great, but he's close to, to 40 and still single. Is something wrong with him? Run. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely not. We can't judge people by their age and life stage and life choices. I think everyone's on a different journey. And some people are just, you know, a very on a very different journey than you. So we can't judge people for the choices that they've made in their life. Now, my only question to Lisa would be, have you expressed your concern with this guy? Mm-hmm. I think he needs yeah. to know that maybe you have these concerns and this is this has raised some sort of red flag. Communicate those concerns and he will hopefully have a great 
story to tell you that, you know, defines who he is today. I also think you just can't judge on age. And like, also you don't, unless, especially if you haven't had the conversation, like the blanket statement of like, oh, he's 40 and he's single. Like also you're single, right? Yeah. So that's (laughs) one thing. But then like, I know there's this guy that we know that like, see, he comes off as like this, like 40 year old frat bro. Uh But he actually like, turns out that he was married really young, lost his like wife to like an illness and is just like, I can't love the way I did once before. Yeah. And that's, so that is a totally different perspective than just looking at him current day. Like you don't know what people's pasts are and what their things are. I would try to ask better questions to help inform just exactly why that is. And the why will tell you whether or not it's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think what's the most important is that they have the qualities that you want in a person that you find yourself in a relationship with. Yes. And to me, those qualities are, can we compromise? Can we communicate openly and honestly? Mm-hmm. Can we have fun together? You know, can I be myself around you? And if, if you're able to, to get to know him and see those things in him and see that he's willing to try mm-hmm. to, to, yeah. to be that person as well then it might be worth a shot. But Mm. some of us are just a little more career focused. And then we kind of look up and then realize, oh, wow, I'm 40 and I don't want to die alone. Right. You know, and and, and I need to I need to date. I need to get out there. I need to find someone. And so I wouldn't I wouldn't rule someone out that in and of itself could be a little bit of a, you know, shallow way to look at it. And there's a lot more to people than than that you said something that i think ben should hear again is that you know part of finding a partner is that you could be yourself around them right so if you find yourself being on these dates with girls where you 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 feel tense and you're thinking about the next step you're not being yourself Mm -hmm. i think when you do become yourself everything else becomes a lot more natural and Mm -hmm. you're with the right person Mm -hmm. if you're yourself too so think about that when you're on your next date and to piggy to piggyback on that the best way to to do that is to meet people while you're doing the things you love because mm. in so doing you're naturally being yourself. Yeah. And if and if that attracts them to you, then yeah. you already have that in common. That's a good point. That's right. Awesome. Let's wrap this up. Listeners, we want to hear about your relationship experiences. I've met so many people actually who say, who say who are in the same boat as you've been who haven't had that much relationship experience and they feel like it is a hindrance on their dating life and it shouldn't be so we want to hear from you we also want to hear from people who've been in a ton of relationships <laughs> and still haven't found someone they want to be in a relationship with well, we want definitely to, happens, it happens all the time not like one is guaranteed to find you the one in Absolutely either direction not it's not a formula at all but i also want to pimp you out because you're single, right? Then yes. obviously you're not. Um, I want to pimp you out because I want, you know, some of our listeners to know that Ben is single and he's a very, a very nice young man. And if you're interested in being set up with Ben, let us know and we'll set you up. And hopefully he can go in for that first kiss with one of you. That would be amazing. Awesome. Or you can take the liberty yourself. Or take the last Before you even introduce yourself, going for the first kiss. Awesome. Let's wrap this up. Again, I want to remind everyone we have a brand new revamped website with amazing content. You guys need to check it out. Datablepodcast.com. On that note, last but not least, stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to do a little bit of self reflection here. 
Think about all the things that are holding you back and negatively impacting your confidence, especially when it comes to dating. Now reflect on those, what you would call flaws, but I would call it character building and own up to them. Figure out a way for yourself to explain these quote unquote flaws into shaping who you are today. And because we're all works in progress, think about how you want to better yourself going forward. Announcement, announcement. I will be hosting a panel discussion on tech and dating at General Assembly tomorrow night, which is Thursday, October 19th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. It's a free event. We have a great group of panelists from Three Day Rule, The League, Coffee Meets Bagel. And the goal of the discussion is to find ways in which technology can help us versus hindering or distracting us from finding love. And we want everyone to walk away with actionable ways to make technology work for them instead of against them. You can find the link to that event either on the General Assembly website or on any of our datable social media. If you didn't know already, in our off season, we launched a premium series called the Y series, where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We've had some great feedback on how actionable these episodes are. So check it out on our website under the tab Y series, or you can now buy directly from iTunes music. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There is always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Mm-hmm.